again, this is just, we're doing our best, continue to communicate and be flexible. Your mindset needs to be flexible. Your schedules need to be flexible. Just embrace that word. From Ray and Associates Remote Newark, Ohio studio, this is Unsuitable, a management and financial services podcast for entrepreneurs, tenured business leaders, and others who are ready to look beyond the suit and tie culture for meaningful, measurable results. I'm Doug Hauser. On this weekly podcast, thought leaders and business professionals break down complicated and mundane topics and give you the tips and insight you actually need to grow as a leader and help your organization thrive. If you haven't already, please hit the subscribe button so you don't miss future episodes. And if you want access to even more information, show notes, and exclusive content, visit our website at www.raycpa.com slash podcast and sign up for updates. Like the last couple of episodes, we're recording this in early April. And as you can see, we're still doing the virtual thing. Some people call this kind of setup the new normal. While I'm not sure if that's 100% accurate, I do think that as a result of the COVID-19 crisis, the way we do our jobs and the way employers conduct business will never be the same. Here at Ray, we've been working to accommodate a growing remote workforce. Many of our policies were already in the process of being created when the order came down from the governor to work from home if possible. However, we know that many businesses struggled to accommodate these orders, which resulted in a wide variety of challenges. Today, Annie Yoder, Ray's Director of Development, and Becky Boyd, a manager on our practice growth team and a longtime member of our remote workforce, are here to share some best practices, tips, and insight to help others embrace the possibilities of a work-from-home culture. Welcome to Unsuitable, Annie and Becky. Thank you. So, Annie, um, as Director of Development, talk to me about our preparation pre-crisis for thinking uh, about telecommuting. And, and obviously, Becky's a veteran of that. But what, as a firm, what did, mm-hmm. we, what did we think about or do prior to the crisis? So I think it, I, I don't know if it was um, coincidence or it was, it was getting us ready for what has ensued. But we ha- we've had more people move to telework in the past 12 to 18 months and actually fully remote. So there's a little bit of a difference or conceptually telework versus remote and logistics are that's the difference, right? Are they physically close and do they telework like Becky or we have an employee who's in Florida and they're a hundred percent remote. And so that was kind of the impetus of us starting to plan and put more infrastructure in place. Now the technology was already being moved to the cloud and already we were starting to get zoom, which we're on, which is a big piece of why we can telework today. So we were already leading up to that. And uh, it certainly didn't go perfectly, but thank goodness, as an organization, we kind of had put our ducks in a row and we could push people out the door, you know, 95 to 98% of our workforce went remote in pretty overnight, literally overnight. Yeah, which we were yeah. forced to do, right? And we were, we were. <laughs> even deemed an essential business, obviously, right. it's still, you know, we want right. the health and safety is... is Absolutely. Paramount. Yeah. So... Becky, talk about your your journey in terms of uh, starting to to work remotely, and how how was that for you in terms of adapting to that? 
Yeah. So, um, I'll be honest, I was kind of, it wasn't maybe my first choice, if you will. Um, I had dealt with some, some health issues that kind of sidelined me for a little while. It just made sense for me to work from home, kind of be in an environment where I could rest if I needed to, but obviously work hard. So I would say it was probably 2017 is when I started working from home full time. And, um, I'll be honest, I know that I was a little hesitant about it because I think for me, boundaries is very important. And I know that that's something that we all have to, we all are learning these days, but boundaries is extremely important when you're moving to work from home because you're basically working obviously where you live. So I was a little nervous at first how that would work out. But I mean, obviously we're three years later and um, there's been some lessons learned um, big time when it comes to that. But overall, I would say that's probably the biggest shock for me. It was just how easy it is to say like, oh, it's 9.30. And, you know, oh, I could just jump on real quick and answer some emails. But it's like, no, I need to spend time with my husband and my daughter and all of that stuff. So, um, now, so now was, was, was there... not as bad as I thought, but still there was definitely a big learning curve. So. Yeah. So, so Becky, was there any a trepidation on your part, like, oh, oh my gosh, is is firm or is my employer going to see uh, the same value uh, because I'm working from home? Not not that you weren't going to do the work, but concerned about that visibility and and kind of lack of that was was that yeah. Person? So that was definitely something upfront that I did. I was concerned about. Um, I it was interesting because I would say maybe six to eight months in. I um, was in the office one day for a, for a meeting and Don McIntosh walked in and he just kind of looked at me and was like, I haven't seen you in a while. And I was like, oh yeah, I'm still here, you know? And right. it's kind of, you know, funny as that seemed that part of me was like, oh wow. Like I, you know, I'm not seen as much. And um, those of us that do work remote, I do feel like in some ways, I think I thought, well, I've got to work harder and I've got to, you know, be visible at every chance I can get. But I really think, you know, if you put your head down and work hard and, you know, I know that's a conversation I've been having with my boss over the last, you know, few years, you know, my biggest thing is, am I providing value? If I'm not providing value, we need to fix it or I'm something must be wrong with me type of thing. And so it's always, that's one of my biggest questions to her is, am I providing value to the team that I work on also to the firm? And I think, um, I think at the end of the day, if you can answer that question and the answer is yes, I think, you know, being visible is what it is at the end of the day. You know, if, if I'm not there, but I'm still adding value, I, I think that's, that's what makes that that's, that's important. So, yeah, that's, that's great perspective on that. And, and to have that self-awareness is fantastic. So, so Annie, from, from your perspective, from the employer's perspective, mm-hmm. how, how do we adapt uh, to this where now, okay, it's not, uh, you know, we've got an entire workforce that's working this way and to make sure that that communication goes both ways, right? I mean, how, what are some of the tools and, and things that, that we've put in place or that we've learned to, to enhance that? Before I jump into that, Doug, I just wanted to, two things that, that Becky said that jumped out at me are the visibility uh, part of that is her responsibility, of course, but advocacy. So yes. working with her boss and others and having that advocate or advocates inside the firm to talk to you when the, 
doors are closed, right? So it doesn't matter. That's that's applicable whether you're remote or teleworking or physically there. That it that you have to have those advocates inside the organization that are helping you be visible even when you're not there. So I think that's important to share. And the boundaries thing, I you know, amen to that, right? So I think that again doesn't matter where you're working, but this whole concept of people say work life balance or in, in the words I use and others use are work life integration. And we could not be feeling that more than right now when your kids come behind you. Like, no, I had to lock the door so you didn't <laughs> get a little surprise guest or two. Or you, you always hear a dog barking. What do we case me, me? But let's have a little grace with each other, have a little sure. kindness and know that that's just, that's just part of life. And we're yep. all trying to do our best. And that doesn't matter if it's COVID or inside COVID or outside of the COVID pandemic that we're dealing with. Yeah. Some of the things that, yeah, some of the things that our firm has done is I think beyond the technology infrastructure like Zoom, again, that we're on is is starting three, four plus years ago, really focusing on talent development and performance management and having coaches and coaches. Some people might call it something different in the organization, but thinking about that one size fits one, what works for Becky works for her may not work for Doug. Sure. And that the communication channels, whether they're email or video conferencing or telephone or text messages, have that conversation with those that you're working with, managers or subordinates, to figure out what that dialogue should look like. And take it seriously. Take take the fact that you should be communicating and over-communicating and that there's onus on both parties. I think, uh, again, not perfectly, but I think our organization takes that pretty seriously. And I think that's a recommendation to those listening is to to take responsibility on both sides of the table. Yeah, I think that's that's certainly great advice too. And, and as you said, that, that goes for, for any time, but it's even more important now because you, mm-hmm. you need that. You need that visibility because you can't just walk down the hall and, and right. you know, sit face to face. So this, yeah. this is what we, we have to do. And I think, you know, again, you talk about the environment as well. I think we've all learned, I, I know I have, even though I'm, I'm used to being on the road or out at, at clients or prospective clients, but in terms of trying to actually be productive, it doesn't have to be a set time during the day. It doesn't have to be, you know, whatever, eight to five, right? Is, is right. that something that we've grown more flexible with? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we have folks that have flex schedules. They start later or they leave earlier. And I would say now even more than ever, you know, we have people that are getting up at six, working from six to noon and then not working for four hours and then getting on later because of childcare issues. Yeah. We are certainly in unique circumstances right now in a normal circumstance, it's employer and employee need to figure out what that looks like and come to an agreement yeah. and come to an agreement. What works for both parties? Because we are, we are, we are client service oriented. So we have to be available for our clients, whether it's Becky servicing an internal client or right. us servicing an external client, there has to be some agreement there, but yeah, absolutely. I think as an organization, we become more flexible. And I, I think from a mental health perspective too, because mm-hmm. you are in that home environment, I know that's one thing I've personally altered. I'll take some time around, you know, mid-afternoon, which is 
typically the time of the day where I am at my least sharp, I'm very much an early morning person. So, you know, for me, it's like, all right, I, I need to just take, I need to go take a 30 minute walk just to re-energize mm-hmm. and do that. Now, something I never did obviously before, but I found that it's really worked for me and yeah. added some time, uh, productivity time later in the day that, that I can, you know, mm-hmm. be more focused on. So Becky, what, what kind of lessons like that have you learned over the, over the last three years as you've done this, you talked about boundaries a little bit, but, um, share, share with us some tips and and tricks that, that you've learned that have helped you. Yeah. Well, I wanted to pick up on something that Annie had mentioned just a little bit ago is showing each other grace. I know that that was something that I feel like I was really hard on myself personally about when I first started, like if, um, so when I first started working, we had a little one. Um, she's she's four now, but she was really little. And if she were to, were to cry after I thought she was sleeping or you know something happened, I would get so worried about whoever I was on the phone with. And most most of my clients are internal clients, but it, it doesn't matter. You still want to. I think you know most people still want to put out that professional. Yeah, or, just just the appearance. Yeah, and the appearance exactly. That, you want right? to have the professional appearance even though you're working from home and, you know, Annie had mentioned about just that we need to have grace with one another. And I think that that's something that had been shown to me, you know, it doesn't happen all the time, but you know, there are times where she'll run into the room and I might be on my team call and they're really good about just, you know, like we understand, like you've got a little one and and most of the time now she's at preschool, but if it were to happen that she was home. So I think that that's something that, that I've been shown grace. And so for me to in turn show that to other people, you know, especially with all of us now working at home, we don't know, you know, we do our best to create a space in our home that, you know, we can close the door or, you know, we can be by ourselves. And sometimes, especially in Mm -hmm. this environment that we're in now, that isn't always the case. And I don't know if um, some listeners might've seen a recent video. It was a guy, I think he was um, maybe a BBC like one kid was in like one of those uh, walkers yeah <laughs> anyway so yeah like it's gonna happen even you know even on a professional tv interview it's gonna happen Absolutely. <laughs> and so i think that that uh, like you mentioned doug is just that's a big lesson just having grace with one another of yeah. course that doesn't mean that you just let you know yourself go lax and not present yourself professionally but mm. um at the end of the day we're all humans and right we're all doing the best that we can, you know, I mean, putting our best foot forward. I think as much as anything, we all have, you know, there's, there's things like that, that are going to happen. There's distractions that happen uh, when you're in the office, they're, they're different type of distractions, but it's it's how you react to those things more than anything. And I think uh, in some ways it allows uh, clients, again, whether they're internal or external to see that more human side of, of each and every one of us. Right. And it's how you react to those situations. It's not that they happen, but how do you react? Um, I think people take, uh, they learn a lot and feel like it's a much better relationship if, if you react the right way. So Annie, that brings me, it brings me to a, a topic that I've wondered about as we're all, you know, now doing this, what, concerns or what have we learned about, okay, my gosh, now we're all of a sudden exposed to each other's home environments in, in some way, right? Even though, you know, you try to shut the door in, the, in, in, in a home office or, 
do things like that. What what concerns or what have we learned uh, about that part of it? You know, with with the Zoom calls and and all of that. Yeah, part of it is it really boils down to security and um, making sure there still is an environment that can be shut off. Mm-hmm. Again, there's a door can open and whatnot, but we have we have a lot of of information that right. we hold. I mean, our security is way up there in priority, you know, yes. if not number one in priority. And so now we're exposed to all these environments and uh, we take cybersecurity very, very seriously. And so uh, not only is there a security concern, I don't, I don't even want to say concern, but we're, we're very on, I would say we're very on top of that. Mm-hmm. So we want our folks to have an area that's dedicated and that client information is very secure. And we also, we want, we want our people to feel comfortable where they're working. So sitting in the seat I'm sitting in and I can't say there, I don't have any vignettes or stories from Rayan Associates, but the things that go through mind are, what if it's not conducive to work at home? What if it's an environment that work is their refuge? Right. Work is their outlet and physically coming. And so that you you already hit on it, Doug, is the mental health of our employees and the mental health of the our clients' employees. That's something we really need to think about. Yeah. That there is a there's a dynamic of working remotely that humans are meant for connection. Yes. And whether or not you're getting that remotely or not, we have to figure out a way that there's healthy connections being made, whether you're remote, teleworking, or you're physically sitting in an office. So yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I know we've taken our, our, our group, uh, we've taken to do, and I know others have throughout the firm, we do virtual happy hours now <laughs> and, and things like that. That's certainly become yeah. popular and it's fun. We've, we've enjoyed it. You still yeah. do have to connect, but in thinking forward, you know, we're <clears throat> in the midst of this crisis now, and obviously you're at the highest levels of the firm involved in a lot of the, the forward thinking and strategic planning. Has this changed the, the, the thought process or the mindset of, gosh, you know, how much, how much real estate do we need? Or how do we, how do we, uh, how do we think about this differently? What if, you know, what if we have half of our folks work this way or whatever? I mean, can you talk a little bit about some of those thoughts? I certainly, I certainly can. So the answer is yes. And yes, yes, yes. And run down (laughs) the road to that. So um, I don't think it's changed our mindset, but it, it went from zero to a hundred. Right. The thinking of it, because um, right now it's going to be a guessing game. We're already in putting ourselves in the position of saying how many people are going to request a telework, either partial or full telework schedule when right. this, when things go, I'm air quoting, back, back to normal. <laughs> right. Because certainly there's going to be a percentage of our workforce that do that. And, you know, we're in the midst of looking at building and, and building a new building in one of our particular areas. And now we're like, wow, what does that do to real estate? What does that do mm-hmm. to potential? Does that free up capital? Right. Yeah. So, I mean, again, from a mind mapping <laughs> standpoint, this goes down about 400 layers that you could keep digging into in the effect of just one thing going from uh, being mostly physical in our in our offices to remote. So yes, those are all things that we're talking about and thinking about and starting to not only put the infrastructure in place, but figure out what 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 dynamics like what what happens next if that lever gets pulled. Yeah, and and beyond that too, I've got to believe obviously that opens up 
the possibility for additional talent, right? Because you you, you have folks that maybe that's the only option that they want uh, or they're geographically not anywhere near where we are. So, I mean, is that part of the thought process too? You try to embrace those kinds of things. Yeah, yeah, we we talk a lot about, and um, I in particular am challenging some of our folks to say, you know, what are we going to do when we have a team sitting in Texas, or right. we have a team sitting, you name it, insert country, state, whatever it is, zip code, that we're going to have teams that think of the service opportunities that we could open up. So we just brought on a cybersecurity practice. Well, what if the next best thing is to have a cyber practice in Texas? Right. I mean, that, you know, that's doable and the talent market and the service and the potential for increased revenue just went, you know, open exponentially sure. for the firm. So absolutely. That's a big takeaway for remote work is the fact that you can outreach, you can now reach talent that you may have been locked in that they had to be logistically close to you. Yeah. And I think it'll be interesting to see how we uh, sort of the the business community overall rebalances itself, because there's certainly a segment, you know, I've always been a believer in this in in my role that it helps to be present. It helps Mm -hmm. to be with people in, in, Mm -hmm. uh, that are in your industry or that are, are doing similar things because you learn so much from being around them and just having those conversations and um, I, th- I think there's a balance there, but I think mm-hmm. it's figuring out how, how that does rebalance uh, yep. will be a challenge for all of us going forward, certainly. Yep. So a- a- as we move forward in this uh, COVID-19 crisis, hopefully by the time this airs, we've got some uh, more guidance in terms of <laughs> moving forward. But, you know, part of it is too... You, you think about the planning with regards to, well, what if, you know, it's likely not going to be just a switch turn back on. So it's, it's maybe a partial uh, workforce that can be present and together because they, mm-hmm. whatever, have passed some test or all of that. What things do we do to change going from sort of a all remote type of situation that we're in now to being sort of that balance and how does that how does that look so so part of it is just planning just like you do with anything just like we planned with business continuity and and mapping out what that would look like and so one of the topics that we're talking a lot about right now is kind of re-entry into Mm -hmm. the workforce yes and what parallels are out there inside a discussion with a consultant yesterday about this may sound a little odd but think about re-entry coming out of prison coming Uh into civilian life out of the military. Any natural disaster in the fourth one is astronauts in isolation coming back to Earth. Okay. So what parallels can we look at with those situations and and prepare our organization and and even help clients to some extent prepare their organizations for re-entry, not a full-blown, but but kind of melding back into what what we thought was normal. And so yeah, those are the discussions we're having and uh, a shameless plug. We're looking at doing a podcast on that topic. <laughs> Excellent. Well, you know, it's uh, interesting because my oldest daughter is uh, in the Navy and she was on a submarine last summer. Oh. And speaking of free entry, it's, it's much, was much the same for, for her as well, being isolated in essence mm-hmm. with a small crew for 
30 days and then all of a sudden, you know, you're back with the rest of the the naval personnel. So it's very, yeah, very have, interesting. I'm going to, I'm going to interview her. her. <laughs> yeah, I might. She's been asking to come on. So, there you go. Uh, so Becky, from, from your perspective, um, you, you talk about that, you know, that balance and, and, you know, learning some of these things that, that you have over the past few years. Uh, are there any things that, continue in your mind to be the, the biggest challenge for you beyond those that that we've talked about um we, we touched on mental health a little bit but how do you stay sharp and sort of make sure that you're you're happy with with uh what you're doing from home because you don't get maybe as much of that interaction obviously professionally mm-hmm. Well, I know um, my team, so I'm on the, the practice growth team at Ray. I know we we stay close to one another, um, even outside of work. Um, we joke with one another. So I think that's been, that's been just nice to be able to have the interaction with one another, even if it's not work-related. Um, I would say, you know, I, we're involved at our church. So that's something that, you know, outside of work, I stay engaged with people that way. And then, I mean, obviously other people too. I mean, there's, there's people at Ray that I'm closer with um, that I work on certain projects with closer than others. Sure. But um, I know one thing that's really helped. Um, and I actually read an article um, a few days ago about this. There's a ton of literature out there now about like practical tips for how to work from home. And <laughs> right. One of the things that I saw that, that really resonated and that I, I know that I kind of just naturally had to learn on my own was picking up the phone or Skype um, calling someone, you know, it's so easy to do everything via email and not yeah. everything, but many of the things that yeah. we do via email. And it's so nice to be able to talk to individuals on the phone, like whether from work or even in our personal life, yeah. um, there's like a refreshingness to it. So <laughs> I know that that's something, like I said, it's a tip that I had read just a few days ago, but it's something that I would say maybe when I first started at first, I was like, Oh, I don't want to talk to them on the phone. But I'm like, no, like it, it just, you know, you're able to make that personal connection with whoever it was. And sure. it just, so I definitely go more that route most times than, you know, so via you, chat or, or email. So you found yourself trying to emphasize the the phone conversations or the video conversations yeah. where, you can, where you can have that. <clears throat> for sure. Yeah, that's for sure. Great. And like, that's something that is now being put out in articles. So you um, could have written it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so do you, uh, Becky, uh, do you regiment your day? I'm just curious. I mean, everybody's different how they organize themselves, but do you sort of carve out your day ahead of time knowing, okay, I'm going to do these things from, from this period of time and allow yourself those breaks? At, yeah. At time? Gen- generally speaking, I know like right now it's been a little difficult with our daughter home. Um, yeah. We're doing the best that we can um, to take into account her needs. Um, I do know that I, I take breaks during the day when she needs that one-on-one interaction. Um, she's our only child, so she can only go for so long without, you know, right. uh, having that human <laughs> one-on-one interaction. So um, when she's in preschool, yeah, it's uh, our days are very, very structured. Um, and it, 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 I think that structure helps us kind of figure mm-hmm. out. It helps us, I think, for me, stay focused, but also like I'm not like... It keeps me calm because I like order. Yeah. Structure. So yeah. That's that's good. Well, we are we are an accounting firm after all. So <laughs> there's some of that in all of us. Yeah. We've told yeah. we've told Becky frequently frequently that she was actually meant to be an auditor. 
Oh, yeah, I think I was. But. I'm not sure if that's. I'm not sure if that's a compliment. That's a compliment. <laughs> it was a compliment. Oh, uh, that's funny. So, Annie, any last uh, uh, perspective from from you at, uh, on on this subject as as we we move forward with the new normal? I heard a, a really great quote uh, probably three weeks ago. And it went something like this. I'm paraphrasing. It was, um, if you thought you had control of your employees when you were in the office, you were wrong. You didn't have control then and you don't have control now. So just just realize that. And so the perspective is, again, this is just, we're doing our best. Continue to communicate and be flexible. Your mindset needs to be flexible. Your schedules need to be flexible. Just embrace that word. Yeah, I love that. That's, that's great insight. <laughs> If well, I could just start both. in real fast to um, yeah. kind of piggybacking off of what um, Annie said earlier, just now and then at the beginning of our conversation, um, she mentioned about like the responsibility that the remote employees have as well as the employers have. And I would just like echo that. That's something that I would agree with, especially from the employee perspective. I mean, as far as communication goes, I think clear, constant communication is important on the employee end. Don't leave your team and your boss wondering where projects are. Don't leave, I mean, don't leave anybody for that matter wondering where something is. Do your best to be as clear. Um, and, you know, I think Annie even mentioned the word, like she said, over communicate. That's yeah. something I have found is I don't find that I necessarily can over communicate working remotely <laughs> just because you want to make sure that, you know, everybody knows, you know, you've got, you've got, you know, you've got what you're doing. You're not going to let the ball drop just because you're working from home. Right. Right. And so, and I know um, there's a variety of programs that are out there, but our team, um, the practice growth team, we use uh, a project management system called Asana. And that has also been, I think, a really big help for our team, you know, as a few of us work in different locations, office wise, but then also myself from home. Um, it's really been a great place for us to go look at various projects and where things are at. So that's awesome. Yeah. Love that. Great, uh, great tips and, and insight from both of you. I really appreciate it. Thank you for being on. Of course. Yeah. And if you want more business tips and insight or to hear previous episodes of Unsuitable, please visit our podcast page at www.raycpa.com slash podcast. And while you're there, sign up for exclusive content and show notes. Thanks for listening to this week's show. Be sure to subscribe to Unsuitable on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to us right now, including YouTube. I'm Doug Hauser. Join us next week for another unsuitable interview from an industry professional. The views expressed on Unsuitable on Ray Radio are our own and do not necessarily reflect the views of Ray and Associates. The podcast is for informational and educational purposes only and is not intended to replace the professional advice you would receive elsewhere. Consult with a trusted advisor about your unique situation so they can expertly guide you to the best solution for your specific circumstance.